It's This Week in Bourbon, hooking you up on the latest trends happening in bourbon. Here's your headlines for November 5th of 2021. The U.S. and the European Union have agreed to remove retaliatory tariffs on Kentucky bourbon. The Kroger 2021 Ultimate Bourbon Auction to End Hunger begins on November 10th. And Castle and Key and the Kentucky Black Bourbon Guild collaborate on the untold story of Kentucky whiskey. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com. And you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Knows Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to knowsyourbourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. And they're off for another Gift 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of This Week in Bourbon. Ryan and Kenny here. And Ryan, I tell you what, we're recording this on Wednesday, but it's been uh, a heck of a week already, and I could probably go ahead and probably drink a whole bottle of United tonight for all the shit we've been dealing with for, for a few days here. Yeah, it feels like three Mondays in a row. Like, <laughs> just Monday, 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 case of the Mondays. Uh, but that's that's business. It's like, what can go wrong will go wrong sometimes. So you just got to roll with the punches and uh, just figure it out. So Yeah, and I think we'll, we'll be able to share, <laughs> we'll be able to share a little bit of that, you know, some of that the stories and the news and everything that we've been doing over the past well, week and past, I guess, two years. Uh, we're talking about launching another podcast here relatively soon, talking about everything Pursuit Spirit. So make sure you kind of stick around for that. I think there's going to be a lot of interesting takes of people 
you just don't know what happens behind this other side of the the fence over here on the supplier yeah. side. It's just it's amazing. Everything. I mean, we don't really talk about it in the news, but there's been so much news recently of of you know, supply chain issues and glass shortages. And I know that uh, a lot of people are doing that. I mean, Ryan, I didn't even tell you about this, but I got a message from one of our suppliers for our glass. And they said, well, it's going to be another three weeks until we get your 13 pallets of glass to you because there's a shortage on truckers right now. There's a shortage of everything. I'm like, where did all these people go? It's like, they just vanish. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I, I don't know. It's wild. Every industry is dealing with it. Not and when you have four businesses, the, all four of them are getting hit at it. So it's like every day I'm like, all right, what are we short on? What do we have to order? It's like, whereas I'm used to just being like, all right, can we just take care of it today? You know, but it's all good. We'll figure it out and everybody's dealing with it. So that's just, hey, let's it talk is. some news though. I'm yeah, let's do news. it. Let's do it. Let's let's go on to some some good things. And I guess probably the biggest good thing in our first headline of the night. And gosh, I think we've been we've been talking about it now for quite a few weeks and maybe a few months on the podcast is is really what we actually few few months few years of what it's actually been because after now three long years the united states and the european union have agreed to remove the retaliatory tariffs on bourbon and american whiskey and it couldn't come at a better time because the 25 percent tariff was set to double on december 1st now these unfortunate tariffs have slashed exports of Kentucky bourbon by 50% to the European Union and to the United Kingdom, costing distillers, industry partners, farm families, and others hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue. And Kentucky bourbon exports had enjoyed a lot of growth up until that point, about double digit for about a decade before the tariffs were imposed in 2018. Now, of course, bourbon is one of Kentucky's most historic and treasured industries that does around $8.6 billion of dollars worth of economic and tourism, and it generates more than 20,000 paying jobs each year with around a $1 billion in the payroll. And they welcome around 2 million people per year uh, to the bourbon trail. Now, I did see that the KDA did thank the leadership of the Biden administration, Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir, Congressman John Yarmouth, and officials in Europe for their tireless efforts to resolve this ongoing trade dispute and restore fairness in overseas markets for the distilled spirits industry. So it's it's funny when we, we see this, like people, I, I put it out there, I put it on Instagram and on Facebook and people are like, oh, boo, like more bourbon going overseas. Like it's already hard <laughs> to get the bourbon that I want. It's like, it's not hard. Like we go to, you go to the stores here, the stores are littered with it. Yeah. I don't understand what people are up saying. On, they're just caught up on limited release stuff. And it's like, you know, I think we've talked about this with Fred, you know, and the bourbon's broken thing is like, I mean, realistically, every, pretty much every good everyday shelf item bourbon is available, you know, for the most part in the U S and so, you know, the Europeans want that too. I mean, they're having, you know, interest in our spirit, you know, it's much more approachable, affordable than scotch, you know, in some sense. Um, and my opinion tastes better, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, we might be a little biased. We're a little biased, but yeah, it just makes it a level playing field. Scotch got to come over here, you know, for so many years and is, you know, still probably one of the number one spirits, I think, in the u.s i bet so um i don't i don't know how it ranks with vodka but it's got to be one or two um, yeah i mean i think what what was it max shapiro said that if they can convert every one in ten scotch drinkers to bourbon that it would pretty much deplete the entire bourbon inventory yeah and and you know just not just 
Kentucky bourbon, you know, Jack Daniels, you know, got hit terribly hard. And then, you know, Beam to compete with Jack Daniels, they kind of just took the price hit, you know, on the chin just to stay over there. And, you know, if they want, if people want this category to be around long-term, we have to have success overseas too. And so if you want all those everyday items, or I mean those rare items to be more plentiful, you have to have cash flow to make that happen. And the more you can grow your base brands, the more ability you have to grow those unique and rare uh, items. So I think this is, this is awesome. It's a, I mean, it's a huge deal really. Um, You know, I was in some talks today with people and a lot of distilleries are talking about adding a third shift and third and fourth shift, you know, just to, to try to increase production and, you know, to meet the demand over there. So um, we'll be, it's interesting to see how, I think it's a huge win for uh, everyone involved and hopefully it, you know, it's good for all of us in the long term. Yeah. And we might tackle it on a, on a round table that we're going to have here in a few weeks as well. But we got to also know that it's not all the way over yet, because if anybody remembers what happened at the beginning of 2020 was that UK stepped away from the European Union as a part of Brexit. So there is still a 25% tariff in place there. And the Bourbon Alliance, which represents some of the best known brands, including Maker's Mark, Jim Beans, Jack Daniels, as well as British bars and importers. And if you go to their website, you'll see a good old Bourbon Pursuit logo on there as well. They have called President Biden to raise the issue with Boris Johnson during his visit to Scotland for the COP26 Climate Summit. And the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States says that the tariffs have caused a drop of bourbon imports into the UK of around 53%. And the removal of tariffs on American whiskey imports would allow revenues to fully restock their, or sorry, allow the venues to start finally restocking their bars for the first time since the dispute began back in 2018. So one more little hurdle to kind of get through. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And I, I didn't quite think about it until I read that. And I was like, yeah, that may, I, I forgot that UK had... <laughs> exited so yeah that I, i'm sure they they'll finally keep that. a bit of a bite, bite them on the ass right they, they, they yeah. just would have stayed there it would have been fine they'd have their bourbon now yeah but uh yeah hopefully they get that resolved and we can have a full presence in the the, old, the good old motherland yeah well speaking of growing i mean ryan you had mentioned earlier about bringing on third and fourth ships Luxro Distillers, the home of Ezra Brooks, Rebel Yale, or sorry, Rebel, Davies County, David Nicholson, and Blood Oath will undergo a $4 million expansion beginning in November. And when they're completed in late in 2022, it will allow Luxro Distillers to operate 24 hours per day and increase its capacity by 75% with more than 18,000 square feet uh, with 10 barrel warehouses of capacity and a 43 foot cop- custom copper still. They will have the ability to distill more than 50,000 barrels of whiskey annually when this expansion is fully complete. However, they will remain fully operational throughout the construction process, and all construction work will take place on the quote-unquote back of the house and will no way impact any tours or any other aspects of the guest experience. And they had actually tapped the architectural firm of Joseph & Joseph, which is pretty well known in the bourbon world of architecture, and they did a lot of stuff with Four Roses, and of course, music construction for the con- for the, uh, the project, which... If you don't know that by now, music makes pretty much every warehouse in Bardstown. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I was driving around Bardstown today and I drive down Bards Road. There's a crew of musics at Heaven Hills plant or site, you know, new site. There's a crew at Bardstown Bourbon Company. There's crews over at the old Heaven Hills site. I'm like, where the hell do they get all these people like, <laughs> you know, to make this happen? It's, it's impressive. I think everybody's got a labor you know, they, shortage except for them. Yeah. They have like 
I think they're over like 250, 300 employees now. It's nuts how much that company has grown. It's it's pretty awesome for the, the Blinko family. Yeah. And I, I guess it, now that you mention it, it's a really cool time to actually go and visit because if you get to go and you get to see a yeah. skeleton of a warehouse being built, it's pretty rad to kind of see that from the outside. Yeah. It's, it's, you get to see all the engineering and architecture of the ricking systems. It's, it's pretty wild and how much wood and everything and, you know, how thought out everything is. It's pretty, it's pretty fascinating, but yeah, that didn't take long with MGP. I'm not surprised, uh, you know, that they're really putting a stake in Kentucky bourbon. They, uh, they like their IN, but they were like, we really want KY. Let's (laughs) let's get more down there. That's it, there's there is a tax to say that goes on Kentucky bourbon that people are willing to yeah. pay just a, a little bit of a penny more to make sure it has those two letters on it. Just proves that those Hoosiers are still a little brother to us Kentucky. No, <laughs> you said it, not me. I know. I'm too. Uh, I love my neighbors to the north. Yeah. All our friends out in Indiana that are listening. We, we apologize, but <laughs> let's go ahead. Let's talk about Idaho because Idaho made some sweeping news this week because the state liquor division announced new rules involving rare but highly sought after bourbons and whiskeys and other small batch liquor offerings because of hoarding, illegal reselling and unsavory behavior by some customers that include harassment of store workers. Some customers armed with inventory details, such as finding it online, have tried to persuade employees to go into the store and dig through open up, up, unopened boxes and hold stuff aside for them. However, the new rules mean that the agency will now sporadically allocate rare products across its 67 retail outlets to create what it calls a quote-unquote treasure hunt. The agency has also stopped listing rare product inventory on its website and will only sell alcohol visible on store shelves. So some groups, and this is actually how it all happened, some groups just tried to buy up rare bottles and they had limits of one per customer, but they didn't follow it and they did exactly what we have probably grown accustomed to seeing and harassing other people to go in and buy stuff for them or making workers hold stuff back. So an amazing thing, it actually went up all the way to the uh, the tippy top on this one. Yeah, this has been going on for years and, you know, <laughs> in regular stores for... Uh, it finally made so its way to Idaho. It finally made its way there. You're about five years behind, but uh, yeah, I, I do like the, you know, the treasure hunt idea. That's pretty, I think that's probably a good way to do it go about it. Cause I mean, lotteries and camping and all that stuff. I don't know. That's, I, I think the treasure hunt kind of rewards people that come every day or, you know, come and buy and then they're looking and searching, you know, versus just showing up for a special release. I, I like this treasure hunt idea. I know there was, so there's a store around us called Westport Whiskey and Wine. And I know they did, used to do something relatively similar to that as well. Only because, yeah, I mean, you deal with lines, you deal with people, you deal with irate people, uh, whether it's camping. I mean, sometimes it works out well. Every once in a while, you have a few stories that come out of it. But now you have a reason to go and buy one bottle of wine or a six pack and then just make more reasons to keep going back to the liquor store. Oh, yeah, totally. I would, yeah, I would, my buying just other stuff would increase for no reason just to, to see what I can find. Um, see, I used to, to justify because I, I feel bad going into a store just looking for like a rare bottle. I, I feel kind of crummy about that. So I'll at least go in and have something I'm going to buy. Yeah, I'm not going to say I, I didn't do that before, but when I found the local store that I always go to now, I'll go there and because they have more than just just liquor, but they've also got a little bit of kind of like a grocery section, you know, a little bit of a, a charcuterie 
sort of place. And so I'll get some crackers, I'll get some cheese, I'll get something and I'll, I'll consider it lunch. You know, it's something that at least I can go and look around and I'll leave with something, even if it's $5 worth of cheese. Yeah. Spare nothing. Spare been like, you got Blanton's? Nope. See you later. Because <laughs> they love that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's talk about the Kroger 2021 Ultimate Bourbon Auction to End Hunger. This is going to begin on November 10th and will run until November 21st. Now, this is special because Bourbon Pursuit is a presenting sponsor for this as well. And all of the proceeds are benefiting the Dare to Care Food Bank in Louisville and God's Pantry Food Bank in Lexington. There's going to be bourbons like Michter's 25, Heaven Heaven Hill's 85th Anniversary, E.H. Taylor Warehouse C, the whole entire Van Winkle lineup, the 2021 Antique Collection lineup, minus Stag, uh, Old Copper, let's see, OFC 1995, a Will at 19 year, plus many, many more. Last wow. year, they, yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of heavy, heavy hitters. hitters. Yeah, I mean we've you know we've had Chris Blandford of the po- you know of Kroger on the podcast before, and he's the one's kind of heading all this up, and so he has gone through and kind of held a few big bottles back for this every single year to raise money for. Uh, for the food banks and everything like that. And last year they raised 200,000 and this year they're aiming to raise 250,000 and some other things here that said Kroger is committed to zero hunger, zero waste and their social impact program, which addresses the absurdity in their food system where about 40% of food produced in the U S is thrown away yet one in eight Americans experiences hunger. So their goal is to end hunger in communities by 2025 and you can go and learn more and get yourself registered to bid and do everything at ultimatebourbonauction.com. However, again, it's not starting until November 10th, so we'll probably go ahead and do another repeat of this next week just so you make sure that you stays fresh in your mind. Yeah, this is this is what I love about this community and industry. It's the people are awesome, but number 2, they're so charitable and giving. And I would love for somebody to do a study on how much money is raised every year by, you know, barrel picks, groups, clubs, you know, just any auctions and everything. How much money is raised for these charities? Uh, it's got to be, it's got to be up there. I, I have no idea, but, but it's, it's got to be tens of millions at this point. I mean, yeah. it has to be, I mean, you've got the guys from bourbon charity on Instagram. I mean, we've done our own. I'm sure we've raised close to a hundred thousand, if not around a quarter million. I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely a lot of stuff that's been happening. So it's, it is, it's really awesome to be able to see. But let's go ahead. We'll take a break because we're going to hear a little bit of word from our sponsors, but we've got a ton of bourbon bourbon release news coming up. So stay tuned. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns, from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. 
do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. Welcome back. We're going to be talking about bourbon release news, and this is where you can get your ideas on all the juicy scoops on what's coming out, what do you need to know about, what do you need to go chase, what do you need to get signed up for, what 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 favors do you have to start calling in, unless <laughs> you're in Idaho. What treasure hunt are you going to go on? Yeah, unless you're in Idaho. <laughs> yeah, right. Is that too soon, Idaho? My bad. All right, so we'll start off with the first one here, and that is Castle and Key has announced a new line extension called The Untold Story of Kentucky Whiskey Chapter 1. And this is in partnership with the Kentucky Black Bourbon Guild, or the KBBG. Now, the the Untold Story of Kentucky Whiskey was a project that was created to share the history of African-American contributions to the creation of bourbon whiskey. Castle and Key will release annual chapters of The Untold Story, as they continue to promote the productive conversations around racism and equality. Chapter one was written by the Kentucky Black Bourbon Guilds historian and Kentucky State University professor, Dr. Aaron Wiggins Gilliam, who actually we're going to have on the podcast. I recorded an episode with her. It'll be coming out here maybe in probably a few months. Um, But anyway, here is a little bit of what's happening with the whiskey. So first off is that 100% of this uh, 100% of the sales will go towards supporting the Castle and Key Scholarship Fund, which is something they had just recently created to help promote diversity and inclusion within the distilling industry. Now for the whiskey, it's a mash bill of 73% white corn, 10% rye, 17% malted barley. It's non-chill filtered, 106.6 proof. There will only be 120 sorry, 425 bottles available and it has a price tag of $150. But if you want your ability to kind of get a pre-purchase in advance, you can do so by coming to their brunch, which will be held at the uh, the Untold Story special release brunch that is going to be held by the KBBG. It'll be at Base 429 located in Lexington, and you can find all that information online, and there's a ticket cost of $75 associated with that as well. And that happens on November 13th. Very nice. Yes. Uh, still, still haven't tried much of the... Castle and Key, you know, aged bourbon stuff. So I'm excited to see that coming out. I know uh, we got a little bit of our sample of Blue Run we haven't tried yet, but I'm excited to see this stuff coming out and we'll get to try it soon. So this is awesome. Yeah, they've had a few of their Restoration Rye re- releases and everything like that, but it's uh, it's just good to kind of see those engines going on again. I mean, it's like I said, if you get one opportunity to go and visit somewhere, if you're a real bourbon nerd, you go and you visit Castle and Key. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's a magical place, really. It is. Big old, old fermentation tanks. They're special ones, though. <laughs> they, they, they do have fermentation tanks that are probably worthy of a visit. <laughs> Everywhere else, I'd say no, but those fermentation tanks are pretty special there. All right. So let's talk about this one as knowing that we have Thanksgiving coming up around the corner here is at Tamworth Distilling, the makers behind Deer Slayer Whiskey, have unveiled a roasted turkey-flavored whiskey called Bird of Courage. Now, 
I can already, you're already sensing the, the, the sniffles and the laughs over there, Ryan. <laughs> but this brand new limited edition tryptophan free whiskey was birthed from a barrel of five year old bottled and bond whiskey that had a mash bill 12% rye, 81% corn, 7% malt. And it was steeped with a mostly historic, accurate, and quintessential New England Thanksgiving dinner. Now, the, the idea of steep, what? do you, you know what steeping is? Have you heard of that? No, I do. Like a tea bag or whatever. Yeah. Basically you allow, um, all the dry ingredients to then like soak yeah. in the liquid. And so the liquid starts taking on the flavor of the, the dry ingredients. I mean, kind of think about like, I don't so know. So they had like turkey in a bag, cranberry slices, oh, and oh, mashed potatoes. I'm, get, I'm getting to that. That's, okay. All that's right. Exactly. I'll shut exactly up. what it is here. <laughs> Uh, so distiller Matt Power utilized ingredients that were present at the first Thanksgiving 400 years ago, such as flint corn, and which he used to actually make uh, his oh, his own cornbread. He even sourced local chestnut apple, or sorry, local chestnuts, apples, and cranberries, and they were sourced from Sugar Hill Farm in Maine, and also the distillery grounds. They also got squash from a farm in Conway, New Hampshire. They had celery parsley um they had other veggies that came in from new hampshire and they also had some fresh sage in there now while sweet what potatoes a, oh go no ahead geese no, like i think the first thanksgiving they didn't actually have turkey they had a geese yeah i mean i didn't ask if they put a you know a dead goose in the in the thing you know i just kind of saw what they had on there. it's like well if you're gonna go with it go with it <laughs> you know i don't i don't know if you want to put like raw meat and let it no, steep in. Yeah, it might be. I think the idea is that you're supposed to put stuff into a container and let the meat soak in everything else. I don't think the meat's supposed to off-put the flavor, but I, I don't know. I've never steeped much in my yeah. life. Yeah, me neither. This sounds interesting, though. I'm, I'm, it, I'm willing to try this because of how unique it is. So I'll give them that. <laughs> um, you know, other things, is they said sweet potatoes and stuffing were likely not present, but they were still added into it. Um, but and again, they... What? They, they didn't have the candy yams with <laughs> brown sugar and butter? <laughs> Just with a toasted marshmallow on top? Yeah. Oh, gosh, peasants up there. Um, but anyway, they will be raffling off a Friendsgiving dinner to be enjoyed at the distillery, complete with a bottle of Bird of Courage, and all the proceeds will benefit the National Wild Turkey Federation that supports the dedication of the conservation of wild turkeys, as well as sustainable hunting practices. This is bottled at 46% ABV, and it's going to be available for national distribution soon through our good friend over at Blake at Sealbox.com. Well. You know, I've had some, I, I do pair bourbon with my Thanksgiving dinner usually, and it's pretty good. So maybe this will work, you know? Do you, I mean, do you fall into the thing of like, oh, we're just going to drink wild turkey? Oh, uh, no, I, I do. I, I mean, I do usually have a Russell's pick or something, <laughs> but Cause it's I don't easy. know. Yeah. I just drink whatever's close, whatever's by, <laughs> you know, usually at Thanksgiving you got family around. So I'd usually get into the, some rare stuff. You know, everybody's like, let me try that stag or William Lou Weller or that rip tin. But now we have Never our had own bourbon. We're going to say, it's all right. It's only United. That's it. <laughs> yeah, here on it's out. only United Pursuit Series. It, if you it, had episode 35, I got six of them. Because <laughs> that pairs with yams. United pairs with stuffing. United pairs with everything. Mashed potatoes. Right? That's, that's what we're going to yep. say. <laughs> no steeping needed. All right, so Wyoming Whiskey is releasing their fifth expression of its signature Outrider Straight American Whiskey. Now, Outrider was first released in October 2016, and its first use uh, was with along with rye, along with corn and malted barley. Uh, but this was also part of its founding distiller, 
Bourbon Hall of Famer and former Makers Mark and Master Distiller Steve Nally, who's now over at Barstown Bourbon Company. At the request of the co-founder David DeFazio, during the early resurgence of rye whiskey, Nally defiantly produced a phenomenal high rye whiskey that did not meet the legal 51% requirement to be called a rye, and because it said that Nally was not a fan of rye whiskey. Years later, as the spirit aged, it was discovered to contain only 48% rye. As a result, Wyoming whiskey was left with no choice but to develop a straight and distinct American whiskey. So Wyoming whiskey has begun to marry its 10-year-old almost rye whiskeys of 48% rye, 40% corn, 12% malt, and bourbon of 68% corn, 20% rye, and 12% malt, with two whiskeys that were distilled in early 2017, which are considered true ryes that are uh, 51% rye, 37% corn, 12% malt. All right, I'm getting too much percentages here, but... (laughs) Wyoming whiskey master blender Nancy Fraley has continued to fine-tune this expression through barrel selections and its blending process. It's going to be bottled at 100 proof. It's going to be a total of 11,520 bottles that will be available for purchase throughout the U.S. with a suggested retail price of $75 starting in November of 2021. Wait a minute. Nancy's blending for them as well? Yeah. Man, we got some heavy hitters involved in that. They're everywhere. Try this. Nancy's over there. Steve Nally's over there. At some point, they're going to ask Ryan to come blend over there. <laughs> yeah, right. They're gonna be like, get this peasant out of here. <laughs> <laughs> One hit wonder over there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, I I think we talked about, was it last episode? I still haven't had a, anything from Wyoming, so um, I'd love to try it. And I'd love to go to Wyoming, Jackson Hole. It's like a bucket list trip for me, so... We'll we'll figure out a way we can expense that, right? That's right. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. We'll see if we have enough Delta Sky Miles or Southwest points to get us somewhere. Yeah, just put some glass on our uh, Southwest card. Yeah, <laughs> order we'll glass. That. That'll get us a lot of points. I, only if a lot of these companies wanted to take credit cards. A lot of them just want cash. Yeah, uh, oh, I know. They're like, can you wire it or uh, check? You're like, mm-hmm. why do you want to check? I know. It's like... In this business, I've never seen people. I mean, they're like, "Can you wire?" And they're like, "No, I'll get you a check." And I'm like, "Who does checks anymore?" It's like, and I'll get you that check in about two weeks. It's like, not not only is bourbon still in like the 1800s in just how they do things. It's even in money wise, they're like, "Ah, check," you know. Oh, I know. Let me count out the change for you. All right, let's keep going. We got there's a lot of bourbon release news to talk about here. So. Old Charter Oak, which is the, and they're actually, they're releasing their newest one. Actually, it might be a re-release. It's the French Oak, and this is the newest one coming from Buffalo Trace Distilleries, as it continues to showcase the Oak Tree varietals through its Old Charter Oak brand. Now, this was first released in 2018 of just the Old Charter Oak, and if anybody doesn't remember, we sampled through these and gave an in-depth review back on episode 267 when we were partnered up with Joshua Steely from Buffalo Trace, which is one of the very few times that anybody's actually been able to go through and taste pretty much the entire collection. However, this brand showcases the diverse taste profiles of barrels obtained from trees grown in different countries, climates, and soil. And some of these trees are you know, by different brands of uh, origins and species and everything like that. And some barrels are even made from century oaks, like 100, 200, and three-year-old oak trees. Now, Buffalo Trace is revisiting its successful French oak series with a new release available beginning in late November. Back in 2013, they attained a small number of barrels from barrels from France, filled them with mash number one, which is also used to make Buffalo Trace and Eagle Rare. This is going to be released at a price point of $70 
And as usual, this will be limited and it's proofed at 92. Do you remember what French oak tasted like? I can't remember. We'd had like five of them that day and I've got a terrible memory. Yeah, anyway. the French oak was good. I remember I like the French oak. Canadian was my favorite, I think. I think Chinkapin might have been our least. Least favorite. Yeah, that was like a piney, like, yeah. But French and Canadian were really good, I, I, I think. From what, what I, I remember. remember. I know. Uh, here's another Mongolian one. Mongolian was okay, too. It was pretty good. Yeah, I do remember that. Uh, we had been down to Memphis quite a few times. I know we've been to Old Dominic. Do you remember tasting all the cookies bourbon when we were down there? Yeah, the oatmeal stout one or whatever. Yeah. Tell you what, buddy. It's back because this collaboration with Meddlesome Brewing, where they had aged Old Dominic's bourbon that was done in new charred white oak barrels for a minimum of four years before being finished in a barrel that was once aging the Meddlesome's All the Cookies Ale. So All the Cookies bourbon is a single barrel high rye bourbon bottled at cask strength. And this bourbon is a very limited release, resulting in just under 500 bottles that were 375 mLs. It's bottled 107 proof and has a price point of $30. I just remember this one just tasting like a gingerbread snap, like everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it tastes like an oatmeal cookie. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was solid. Yep. It was good. Now, this one is kind of striking. I, I love this because Jack Daniels has announced the release of its 2021 single barrel special release called Koi Hill High Proof. Now, this high proof Tennessee whiskey aged in the top ricks of the oldest barrel warehouses on Koi Hill with the highest on hill of the Jack Daniels property in Lynchburg, Tennessee. This limited edition offering is bottled at proof points ranging from 137.4 up to 148.3 proof. This marks the, I know, the highest whiskey ever released by Jack Daniels. And of course, this is using their standard mash bill of 80% corn, 12% malted barley, and 8% rye. And so have a suggested retail price of $70 per bottle. Dang. They're 148, like, man. That's up there. They're like, F hazmat. We're going above it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, hell, even those ones, you know, you get on those lower mid, they're, they're in like the high 120s, mid 130s, you know. They're not light by any means, so I'm interested to. Curiosity just wants me to try it. It's, I know. I'm it's, like. It's not even It's not even the fact that like, oh, is it good? It's, it's like doing curiosity. the. It's like doing the one chip challenge. You're like, can I. Can I survive this? I've seen that. I I don't know if I'd be able to survive it. I haven't done it yet. I'm scared. But I've done the blazing wing challenge at B Dubs. Oh, I haven't done that. Was it? Yeah, did, it's did you fail? No, I I did it in like two minutes. Because like you can't. Six, yeah, but, you can't take a break. No, but then for like two hours, I was paying for it. <laughs> and the next day, pretty but miserable. We'll move on to the next day. We'll move on to the next topic. <laughs> Let's go ahead and let's do that because the first straight Rosen Rye whiskey made in the United States in over 50 years has officially been bottled by Stoll and Wolf Distillery. If you may remember back in August of 2020, Dick Stoll passed away and he was one of the last great Pennsylvania distillers and he worked for Michter's where it was still located there back in Schaeferstown. Uh, so Rosen Rye was introduced in the first decade of the 20th century and distillers clamored for it and said its popularity became so noted that distilleries bragged about it for use in their products, including Michter's back, back at that time. Unfortunately, Rosen Rye grain disappeared altogether when farmers no longer found customers to buy it. And in order to use this coveted rye stole in, in, sorry, in their products, 
they would have to regrow it from scratch. So Eric Wolf found an eager partner to help procure this missing rye grain, and he used lower fields, and it's all part of the Seed Spark project. So on September 7th, 2019, Dick Stoll and Eric Wolf ran the first batch of Keystone Rosen Rye whiskey to be made in the United States in nearly half a century. The distillate filled only a 30-gallon barrel with eight-year seasoned white oak. It was it was an eight-year seasoned white oak barrel. And it went into the warehouse at the distillery the following day. It reached two years of age and it gave the distinction of being a straight rye whiskey. So on September 28th, that happened on back on September 28th. So uh, back at 20, September 28th, 2021. Only 100 bottles will be available in 375 mLs, and they'll only be available through a lottery for $100 a piece. But proceeds of the sale will go to the Seed Spark Project and towards the success of their locally based farming partner, the Klein Family Farm. So there we go. More grains. Yep. Which I think that's interesting. The fact that they're bringing something that Michter's used to distill back in Schaeferstown. If you don't know that whole history, you've got to go and read about it. There's a lot of books out there. And I think, what was it? I'm sure, I'm sure Minnick touched on one of his books, but I know uh, Chuck Cowdery touched it on his of the greatest bourbon you're ever going to try talking about A.H. Hirsch, because a lot of that sort of stuff was coming from that area as well. Yep. I'm excited. All you right. gonna buy one? You gonna uh, get this one? Uh, I, do you really want one? I'll, <laughs> I'll put our name in the lottery. Let's we'll roll. We'll roll the dice. We'll see what happens here. Get those Southwest points. You know, we gotta get this <laughs> Wyoming flight. Let's let's go ahead. Put whatever we can on the credit card. Yeah. All right. So Woodford Reserve has announced the release of its annual holiday bottle, and this features the festive artwork of British architect Nick Hurst. So Hurst, who specializes in historic buildings, depicts the Woodford Reserve's still room which is at the heart of the distilling process. This one is titled Copper and Stone, and it's painted in a watercolor. It shows three copper pot stills lit from the skylights above in the iconic interior interior of the distiller, distillery building. Now, this is the second year that Hearst's work has been featured on the annual holiday bottle. Also for the holidays, Woodford Reserve and William Sonoma are offering a new seasonal cocktail mixer called Spiced Apple. So it's made Ooh. with, I know, it's it already it's just, it's just reeks of fall. You can just smell it from here. It's made with premium apple juice and raw, oh, I'm going to screw this up, uh, Demerara, 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 sugar, Demerara, yep. sugar, I don't know. There it is. Yep. It's, it's just like one of those words like raw, 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 raw. But anyway, the flavors are of fragrant cinnamon, ginger, and cloves. Uh, but you can go ahead and you can pair these both together for uh, a perfect holiday drink. The one liter holiday bottle is on sale across the United States with a price of $50. And the spiced apple 16 fluid ounce bottle is available on williamsonoba.com and at their retail stores for $19. So I love walking around William Sonoma. I'm like, ooh. All the, all the stuff rich I, cook. I was like, all the stuff the I rich cook shop. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, I'm gonna go to Target and get some ninja stuff. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with ninja. <laughs> one one day I'll get a Williams Sonoma. Hey, there's nothing wrong with ninja. Those those ninja blenders, they they do some real work. Heck yeah, love that. Love my ninja. Are you a fan of ZZ Top by any chance? I mean, I, I like them. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like don't have posters or t-shirts but I, I like them well you probably had no idea where i was going with this because they <laughs> are teaming up with texas based balconies distillering and collaborating on a new whiskey titled trace ombres and that's named after their band's first top 10 album that was released back in 1973 
It was founded in Houston in 19, so founded in Houston in 1969, ZZ Top has been synonymous with Texas for more than five decades of recording and touring, and they're renowned for their signature kind of blues and rock sound, and they reached their heights of success back in the 1980s. But in the 50 years since the brand's founding, they have created 15 studio albums and sold an estimated 50 million albums worldwide. But Trace wow. Ombres is made from three different mash bills, which is their blue corn, malted barley, or sorry, it's three different mash bills, and I see blue corn, malted barley, but then, oh, and matured and virgin oak and rye. That was really weird, I guess, how they, they worded that. Um, I'm excited to hear you read some more mash bill percentages. <laughs> Can a, you do that again? It's, gosh, <laughs> I was like, at least they didn't throw any percentages in there, and they, I really like an, look like an idiot. Yeah. But anyway, this is going to retail for $60 on Balcony's website, and it's bottled at 100 proof. So I'd be curious right. if this is like a one-time thing or they're just going to keep it going. Who knows? More celebrities, you know, getting behind the bourbon game. I love it. I know. We had we've seen ZZ Top. We've seen I, we've seen Elvis, but Elvis doesn't really count. That's kind of just like using the foundation and sort of thing. But yeah, pay the royalties. Mm-hmm. That, but um, we got Whiskey Buyers there. Doing, I think they're with, uh, was that? Gosh, I'm drawing a blank. It's that distillery in Austin. I don't know. Sorry. Somebody will tell us in good good story, right? <laughs> They'll set us right. Cool story, yeah. Ryan. Really cool. I man. know. <laughs> yeah, I really know what I'm doing here. It's all right. We were, we, uh, Treaty Oak. That's what it is. Treaty ah, Oak. there it is. There you go. Yeah. There's the save. Texas whiskey. It's coming on. Coming on hot. Well, let's, let's talk a little about some beer here because New Belgium Brewing and Four Roses has announced the 2021 release of Oakspire Bourbon Barrel Ale. This is a distinctive beer that's brewed using a custom-built proprietary infusion method, which pulls the flavors from bourbon, here we go again, steeped in charred oak and marries with its multi-sweet deep amber ale. Deep amber Steeping's ale. Steeping's uh, the buzzword of 21, I guess. It's it's the buzzword of this week. It's, instead of toasted, it's steeped. Mm-hmm. However, they steeped this over the course of a year. So Four Roses collects the charred oak chips from inside their barrels as they are emptied. And these oak chips contain caramelized wood sugars, which, you know, add all these kind of different flavor notes to it. But then the barrel maker in Minnesota toasts a custom blend of oak spirals, which are then soaked in Four Roses bourbon. So meanwhile, New Belgium's world-class brewing engineers construct a series of custom stainless steel vessels to hold the charred oak and the wood spirals. So New Belgium's high rye base ale then circulates through the vessels during maturation, infusing the flavor of the charred oak and the bourbon-soaked spirals, resulting in a stunning one-of-a-kind bourbon ale. And it's going to be available at 9% ABV, and I believe it was $16 for a six-pack or something like that, if I remember correctly. Oh, that's not bad. That's a lot going on. Yeah. A lot of spiral action. Well, it's a lot of spiral, and then I guess they found a use for getting rid of all those barrel chips that when you, anybody that doesn't know when you go to a distillery and you go to the dump room and that's actually what they're called. They're called dump rooms and you see the barrels and they put them on these troughs and you see the troughs, they're full of charcoal. And you might be thinking, well, is this like Jack Daniels? Are they charcoal filtering? No, it's just like when you dump a barrel, all of the basically loose, uh, pieces of wood yeah the just, floaters yeah they're floaters and they just come out and they get caught by um basically the screen and so most people you can actually sell those and people use them as smoking chips and stuff but now they've used them for a new reason they're just like hey well we'll send you a bunch of these and start steeping some some beer in them yeah i love it 
I want to try it. Yeah, I know. Me too. All right. Last one for the night, and that is Barrel Craft Spirits. They are releasing their Barrel Craft Spirits gray label release to whiskey bars and stores this month. So they started off with two selections of 24-year-old Canadian whiskey barrels. One was a little bit more fruit-forward and tropical, and the other one was woody with a light floral aroma. And the portion of the fruit-forward blend was transferred into Oloroso sherry barrels, and the portion of the floral and earthy blend was transferred into Armagnac casks. The remaining, or the, sorry, the remaining whiskey from the two groups was then combined to mingle, and when the timing and the flavor from the finished cask peaked, the three components were carefully blended back together. This is at 121.64 proof, which is a cask strength bottling, and has a retail price of $250. Damn, that sounds really good. Um, they are masters of blending. I, yeah, Trip and Joe are, and I know they love fruity flavors, so this is probably right up their alley on the... Uh, I'm excited to try this. And they're always thinking to go of there. like crazy things that are out of the box too. Like this is something that you would think, put it this way. If me and you were to buy a 24 year old barrel of Canadian whiskey, I'd be super scared to say, let's go ahead and finish it on something else because I'd be terrified to say, well, we just wasted that <laughs> right. thing. Yeah. That's, they know what they're doing. They're, they're good. We need to go back there and do a, you know, a 30 sampling blind tasting of all they do because <laughs> the, the, they make some good stuff blend some good stuff i'm down man yeah maybe they'll let us try one come on joe trip send us a bottle let's see what that 20 24 year old canadian whiskey is all about but that is gonna wrap it up for this week in bourbon ryan can was, you read one more mash bill percent before we get out 21 percent right 16 percent. yeah it's there's so much and it's it's great i i love to get all of these these news and press releases every single week. And I think that just goes to show that people are really excited about kind of keeping innovation alive and strong, but man alive, does it take a toll on my speech ability? (laughs) Yeah. Just, there's no way I could read that many press releases in a row. I would just keel over. I'm like, all right, I'm done. It's as much as kudos to you. As much as I can. I'm just glad to, I'm glad to be here and just comment. I know. Make it, make it easy for you. But it's easy to comment yep. when you can talk about fun stuff like this, too. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yep. All right. So let's go ahead. We'll wrap it up again. That is This Week in Bourbon for November 5th of 2021. Cheers, everybody. And we'll see you all next week. Toodles. Toodles.